podcast hosted by Nikki Dare is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Hey, Nikki Dare, good to be here in the presence of you and many of you around the world. Are you looking for another live saving session with me? Yes, I'm going to share some of this one of these valuable ways to prepare your family for survival. But before that, buckle up for some values. Perhaps grab a pen and a paper if you wish. But if you are listening, traveling or driving, unable to write, of course, please, please stay safe. Uh, simply listen at any time. You can always replay this as many times as you wish, as you can tell, thanks to technology these days, right? Better yet, if you can, um, yeah, include also share, yes, yeah, share to those your loved ones who may need to hear this, uh, you know, episode and save lives. Bonjour, everybody. Selamat pagi, selamat siang, selamat malam, buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches ustedes, como están ustedes, como tal vous, apa kabar, semoga baik-baik saja semua teman-teman. Thank you so very much for tuning in to another great life-saving episode where I will be sharing some ways to educate, educate, yes, and prepare for your family for survival. That's all I am here for. I'm an educator myself. If you already know me, Nikki Dare, the name is always, always, always synonym with safety and survival. Yes, many of you say, I know how to do this, right? Stay with me. I mean, just stay with me for the next few minutes. Maybe you can still learn more new things and tips and hacks and whatever they call that these days. Tips, perhaps you did not know. So yeah, stay with me for the next few minutes as an alive, long learner and educating myself for decades. I always wear my learning mindset hat to whatever it is offered to me, whatever, wherever I go, whenever I meet, I am always thirsty and hungry for all new things in this world, especially when it's free like this podcast, right? <laughs> Values can always be undermined, um, you know, what we call, right? Underestimated until you are actually willing to invest to see here truly listen and decide, oh yes, it does make sense, right Nikki? Yes. So, I mean, after all, it is for free for now until we start <laughs> deciding uh, to go uh, otherwise, right? So stay here with us for the next few minutes. We will drive this home to get some high values of our time invested listening. And if you are watching on the YouTube, thank you so much. Please do subscribe to our channel. If you are listening in iHeart, Spotify, and all of this great platform, podcast platform, please do subscribe. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact and reach out uh, to my team members here. And then we, we just love to hear your feedback and just leave some comments if you are listening to this. I love writing, guys. I love writing also. Writing books, I think it's just a passion. Well, one of my passions in life. But I this is this really episode, this session is uh, derived from an ebook that I put together. So at the end of this listening on this episode, if you are interested, uh, don't be shy. Just go visit my, uh, my website called booksandcourses.nikidare.com. Again, booksandcourses.nikidare.com. It should be all there. It's just a gallery, a library of a lot of eBooks and a lot of, you know, valuable resources, I should say, both for your professional and personal development, growth, transformation. You know, I didn't write the book to get rich on royalties, right? I mean, that's so easy to say. Uh, it's like, yeah, I'm going to write books. I'm going to get rich and famous and all that. No, I, I, I'm one of those people that I'm not one of um, the mass. <laughs> I never wanted to be. I never want to. And probably won't be ever. Will not be. I make you a promise on that. I wrote the book to further serve my mission of inspiring people, empowering people to live lives of just, you know, joyful and resilient impact and amazing significance. Some of the things outlined 
in any of my books and any of my ebooks resources might help you do just that. Um, you know, it, it is part of my character, it's part of my piece of my soul, basically my heart. Um, not just a thought, not just, you know, describe the way I feel or some of the values that I want to share in writing through the words expressed, right, in all of my ebooks or books, rather. Um, you know, these are just, you know, how we think, how we feel, and some of the valuable experiences that we had had gone through, endured uh, in our lives, and we want to share that with you. So, in fact, out of all of the nearly nearly best-selling books I've written, <laughs> not one of them was done with the intention of making money on the book. Now, I just, you know, I, I'm probably saying... A lot of you probably go, to, why don't you just make money? It's like, yeah, money can be made. So easy, you guys. But chasing the impact is more important than anything in life. I know, call me crazy. Call me like, you know, Ludi or whatever. But that is where I stand for. I, like I said, I'm not part of the crowd. I'm not part of the mass. So, you know, I am, I'm really the outcast, right? <laughs> I love to do what I love to do. Um, I don't want to be included in one of those you know, big groups and everything. I, I was telling my husband the other day, I was having dinner with him, you know, after dinner, during dinner, we were talking about how, you know, society has changed and it changed dramatically. And I said, yeah, honey, you know what? I'm one of those salmon, salmon fish that really swimming against the current. <laughs> and he laughed, yeah, you are. <laughs> Which is good, you know, I don't think the same probably, you know, that's why I, you know, I do all of these things. But it's how you leverage your book and business that can contribute to your profitability, not the book itself, but the message itself. That's an important lesson that I teach and reinforce with my clients, my students at the university, graduating seniors and all of this, you know, um, kids or young, young men and women is how I built my business, by the way, is also how I continue to grow it, right? All of my books can be found either on Amazon as you already know, if you Google my name, you know I'm all, everywhere on Amazon. I, I believe there are a total of seven. I know that I'm, I have like lots and lots and lots of books that's not on Amazon that I have put in my resources in my library that I have shared, uh, not on Amazon that I don't sell on Amazon, but uh, in, in my education, uh, you know, library basically, their education library. But you know, if you want to find what's selling on Amazon, go check me out there. My books, I mean, Amazon or my websites, booksandcourses.nikidare.com or just simply join my growing club I created back before pandemic where we would meet every Friday, every Friday at 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time and meet on my YouTube live, youtube.com forward slash seed forward slash Nikidare. Um, you know, my YouTube live, I also have book clubs over there. I don't know how many sessions we had had, but less than 100, I believe. But later during pandemic, um, I would also include LinkedIn Live to do my book club with Nikki Dare. Uh, over there, back then, we, you know, we, we continue, obviously, until today. We talk about books of leadership, motivation, inspiration, education, transformation, all of these things, right? And personal development as well, professional development. You know, I believe now in shelf development, you know, because people say self-development, shelf development, I don't believe that. But rather, I do believe in sustainability, I'll repeat that, sustainability and growth transformation. That's what I do believe. I don't believe in shelf development. So all of my books are not, are not um, designed or created for shelf development. All of my books, my resources, my eBooks, all of my guides and everything that I created, they're all created for sustainability and growth transformation. How? Leaders are readers. And I encourage you to read more, at least five hours during the week or during the day, whichever that you can, you can uh, integrate that into your busy lifestyle. And the website to go to is bookclub.nikidare.com. Again, bookclub.nikidare.com. I really wish that you can join me there because it is a growing community there. Then, uh, then. I know I was a little bit absent during my surgery last year, but I do come back again. But do please sign up to become a member before uh, we decide to start charging a small fee so we can sustain our effort 
to continue our effort, you know, in doing the book club. But yeah, right now, currently, it's still free, so get in there. We will uh, grandfather you as a member when you get in for free today. But we, we haven't decided yet, but, you know, talking to my team, I think we want to decide back in... Um, I think they, they, they suggested like in January 2023, perhaps we're going to, or even holiday season this year, 2022. I don't know yet. I haven't made a final decision, but it was suggested to me on the on the round table and said, yeah, we need to start charging small fees so we can sustain our, uh, continue the effort, our effort to, um, you know, to, to, uh, to offer you this sort of value, right? Okay, so back here again, let's moving forward here. Let's share some of my negatives, 10 ways to prepare your family for survival. In this ebook, um, I'm not going to go into very detail, but you know, one of the things that I want to point out that to educate and prepare your family about survival, that is so so important. When I started my nonprofit grassroots efforts, you know, back in 2012, as we become registered nonprofit 501c3, you know, we gather around with a lot of, a lot of, um, including board advisors also, and, and a table and a round table, and then um, gather also with our volunteers, team leaders, and team members. We decided that, you know, education is really, really important you know, for anything, anything, right? Education is really the pivot, the pivot point for all things for us to be more prepared, uh, more prepared, and then more uh, making those plans before things go south, basically, right? So educating your family for survival is so important. And as a business, um, you know, owner myself and a, and a corporate consultant in this space, you know, for disaster and for uh, way back when, when I did my disaster risk management back in the 80s. Now, of course, it has been evolved. So I evolved as well, right? The business landscape evolved. The business model has evolved. Uh, now that I focus more on disaster plan, you know, how can we make a disaster plan for the family, for homes, and also for your business? So I, I want to discuss a little bit about that because, yes, it is important. Prioritizing your family's health is so important. As you already know, health is your wealth. And have an emergency water supply. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of avenues, a lot of options to have that emergency water supply that you probably haven't thought about. That's why it's really worthwhile to stick around. I know we can buy, you know, everything is at money costs at you know, just a dollar, right? I, I, I'm being like uh, a dollar, like more than a dollar, obviously. Uh, it's that cost, right? To have that emergency filtration for water supply. Or, I'm an outdoor myself, so I know these things. I have more than um, one or two or three uh, backup. Uh, items as far as water filtration because I'm an outdoor, I go hiking, I go camping, and I go outdoor, you know, riding. Um, a lot of times we go more than three or four nights, um, you know, and then that is important when you don't have your water uh, and then you got to have to depend on outside alternative resources and you know what that means like the creek the lake and everything and then of course that's not sanitized and then we have to think about that because for humans we have to sanitize the water uh, resources alternative waters resources that we have around us so that's important to think about that have an emergency food supply we talked about that in the last episode uh, podcast last week um, and I kind of threw in quite a lot of valuable um, you know tips um, last week and hopefully that you guys can and listen if you haven't listened to that go do listen to that and there's a, a, I think towards the end I shared some of my um, you know personal tips and everything like that for the emergency um, you know we, we we did a lot of we haven't done it in the last couple of years yet but community events where we gather families around here in local communities uh, also in Nevada because I just want to get you know some some of uh, feedback from them too you know just before because simply because they have you know there are different region uh, in the in the you know that, that, that that's more deserty right rather than in California and I want to you know get the feedback how are they preparing their food and preparing the meals when they have power outage when they have natural disasters after two three days you know how are they thinking well how are they preparing, fixing the meals for the family. As much as I have done here with the local families, local communities here, um, you know, to prepare food, emergency food supplies. And, you know, from that experiences, I think I, I, I really gather a lot of, a lot of uh, 
uh, information from from just having that community event. So I, you know, very blessed, very grateful for the opportunity for me to, you know, the, to collect the information, to gather the information, so I can better myself for the knowledge and everything like that. So the next one is to have a proper first aid kit, and I always advocate for more than is. Multiple is always good when it comes to emergency. Save yourself to being panic, <laughs> to, to have that stress anxiety, which is normal, by the way. Have alternative power sources. Yes, that's so important. Um, if you come to my house, <laughs> I don't know how many alternative power sources that I have here. I'm not talking about batteries. I'm talking not ta just flashlights. I'm talking about lights, um, you know, um, all of these things. Power. Just alternative power generators and all of these things and build cash reserves. Oh my God, that is so important. I don't care who you are, what you are, what you say, what you have heard, but you always have to custom, custom plan your financial uh, reserve, your that, that makes sense to your family, to yourself. Um, you have to build that cash reserves for, you know, in case of emergency, uh, you know, uh, how much is it? What's the percentage? It's all entirely up to you, you know, based on your financial uh, situation, you know. But I think rule of thumb, they always say 40. 40 is too much, Nikki. That's almost like half of what I make. It's like, well, I mean, you know, you can reduce it to 30 then. Um uh, it's, it's, it's always good to stash away. You know, let's just say that you have $20. Um, I know that my husband is so frugal. <laughs> yeah, he is very frugal, very well-known frugal. He would stash uh, out of the 20, it would be 10. Me, I'm kind of like the opposite of him. So I would, I would stash away five or eight less than 10, okay? So, you know, five would be like my number out of 20. So, you know, again, this is all depends on how your family is, you know, the, the habits, the spending habits, the, the income, the lifestyle, the everything. It's just build cash reserve. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Have your different emergency kits, of course. And then, you know, that's suitable for your family, your family members' needs, and also for you. Right, meaning that, you know, if you're a family of four, you know, it's not going to look the same as a family of one or a single guy, a single girl, right? Or a family that just have a baby, right? They have a baby, so they're going to have a lot of diapers, a lot of formulas, a lot of different needs, right, for baby, uh, for to raise a baby. Or a family of four teenagers, let's say, two teenagers in the house, that's going to look different than empty nesters, let's say. So you get my point. All right. So practice and adjust your flight plan. <laughs> yeah, that is important. How often, Nikki, that you have to practice simulate these um, things, evacuation or emergency, you know, flight plan, we call it, right? It's all entirely up to you, you know, how, how, how many... What's the regular? What's the frequency to everybody to be included, including your pets, by the way? Because remember, your pets and your um, in, uh, your animals are, are that's part of your family members as well. That is your family, as a matter of fact. So they have, you have to include your pets as well. But you gotta have to talk and communicate this with your family members that sharing, who is sharing, you know, shelter with you, sharing the same house with you, right? And they all have to be included in this evacuation plan. So one of the main things that make it difficult to survive difficult time is really failing to plan for them right if you're not prepared for a disaster it, it will really cut you know catches you unawares <laughs> it will be difficult for you to get through it and i spoke about this lengthy extensively last week uh about the planning the plans are useless and planning is indispensable by eisenhower that's the greatest quote you know from um you know former president himself going through the battle the war that he had gone through experience during his um administration during his leadership so yeah i mean depending on the disaster that occurs you may experience power outages lose access to clean water ah, so important and then uh food shortages right experiencing food shortages and in some cases you gotta have to be forced to leave your home to be like hey you know you gotta have to uh evacuate your property you know if you're in a remote area up in your um property let's say i mean how crucial is that you know you gotta have to take care of your horses depending on what you have obviously in your property you know you if you you have an animal let's say a bunch of animals let's say like my my sister-in-law have a lot of them in her property and she's got all kinds of animals in her property oh god it's like i asked her it's like um what is the time frame for you to get everybody here? I'm talking about not just your kids, but yourself, your kids, 
you know, but also including all the little bits of animals here in your house and your property. And she goes like, oh, probably impossible. Exactly. So you got to have to factor all of those things, the variables that you have in your house, in your, in your lifestyle, basically, you know, what is it that, what does it take for you to be forced? If you, if you be forced to leave your home, you know, I think, I think the word force is more like evacu mandate evacuation, because I think, um, I learned this from my experience with LAFD, Los Angeles Fire Department, that there are two protocols that they have to go through, right? The mandate evacuation or the evacuation voluntarily. But either way is really a need in case of emergency. Just follow their protocol because they go to follow the protocols, right? Um, if, if nobody going to leave behind, left behind, basically. And it's part of the responsibility to make sure everybody is not going to be left behind. So I think the be forced is, um, is really no, noted here, right? I just want to stick it with that. Because I think in the first responders terminology, they have protocols that terminology that says evacuate mandate, evacuate uh, voluntarily. But either way, just leave your home. If that is the case, you gotta leave your home. You know, worry about all of that later. But I'm I'm just sharing with the message here with you guys. Have everything pre-planned. How much time do you need in case of all of this to occur? That's what I'm trying to say here. You know, just don't wait until the very end until it does happen, and then you're gonna go, holy crap! You know, what am I gonna do? No, no, it's too late then. That's what the mitigation is all about. That's why we're doing this, right? So I hope that you learned so far. But if you haven't, uh, go visit my website, booksandcourses.nikidare.com. This is where I'm talking about ways to prepare your family for survival. It is written in my ebook, one of that, and you can download it um, and, you know, check it out. Check it out. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to uh, forward this to Amazon yet. But certainly, I want to talk about it briefly here with you guys to just give you some overview of what the ways to prepare your family for survival. And I'm all for to educate also, to educate and prepare your family for survival. All of these are very, very uh, important for all of your family members to communicate. And you, as, as a leader in the family, in the house, that you got to have to, you know, to educate, take that role as a leader um, to educate your family, your children, and then, uh, of course, your pet, too. <laughs> Hello, my puppy. She always listens to me. So anyway, you guys, all of this can be manageable if you plan for it accordingly. It won't have a devastating impact on you or your loved ones because it's something you talk about and you're already prepared for, right? So I, I'm here to eradicate the mentality that it will never happen to you. It will never happen to me, right? to us, all of these things. If it does happen, then you're going to call Ghostbuster. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. But I'm just saying that it's something you talk about, your family members and your loved ones, and you are prepared for. Also, if you have a business to your employees, obviously, and then don't forget to create that emergency task force team is so important and have a backup person. Double it. Triple it. Why? I know this for a fact. If it does happen, the, the, you know, knock, knock on wood, uh, disaster comes and then he or she is not available, just say she, he or she on vacation. The second person that was down the, on the line, on vacation too. So guess what? Triple down, maybe even quattro. Is it quattro done? <laughs> Have one, two, three, four, five. Backup is so important and I'm telling you that right now. If you are listening to this, write it down. If you're a business owner, you have employees, so important, so important. If you have different locations, don't have one emergency uh, task force team, have multiple because redundancy is so important when it comes to business uh, disaster plan um, and also in your family. Today, we'll talk about those effective ways to educate and prepare your family for survival and reducing the impact of tragic disasters in your life. Because that's what I'm there for, right? Minimizing the risk, uh, the reduction, minimizing the risk of disaster, reducing the reduction. Uh, can speak reduction. <laughs> so yeah, guys, educate your family about survival. The first step is to educate your family about survival. Make sure everybody around the home understands the importance of being prepared. And you must hold that frequent family meetings. I do. 
whether it is Sundays, yeah, every, everybody is going Sunday, um, Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening when everybody is about to, you know, prepare for the following week. Talk to your kids about disasters that are most likely to occur in your region, right? Talk about their impact on the environment. Talk about the, the impact on the businesses. Talk about the impact on the education system. And talk about the impact on life in general. So reassure your loved ones that you can survive any tragic event. You know, talk about the positive side of it. Like, yeah, we can get this through. We can get, get through all of this if we were to prepare ourselves mentally, physically, financially. As long as you're prepared for it, don't just focus on the damage caused by the catastrophic events, right? Talk about the good stuff. Talk about how you're going to survive as a family and get through difficult times. Uh, we may not like I said, the caveat, we may not stop the circumstance, uh, the, the disasters. Uh, we may not stop the disasters because they're not God, <laughs> right? But we may reduce the risk of getting hurt, getting harmed, getting injured, right? Identify all traffic disasters, tragic disasters that are likely to occur and state how you are going to react to them as a family. For example, when you talk about earthquakes, I'm in California, and mention all negative effects they have, state how you're going to respond, right? I mean, there are like, um, you know, if you go to my idarecares.org, my nonprofit, we do an annual earthquake preparedness called Shake Out, which is drop, cover, and hold on. Uh, you can find um, some great resources, free resources, where we teach and train everybody how to respond to this earthquake, right? And one of the best thing. One of the best things that we had done and very effective is, is to offer this free, uh, every year, an annual shakeout. Uh, it's a best opportunity, best time to, to, to get the opportunity to, to practice, to train, you know, ourselves how to respond to these earthquakes, you know. And then people, people were amazed. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, there is an aftershock. Yes, there's an aftershock. You guys didn't know that. Yeah, don't forget the aftershocks after the earthquake. And a lot of people dismiss that fact that, yeah, earthquake does have aftershocks. It could happen within minutes. It could happen within hours. It could happen within days or weeks. Yes, believe that. If you go so far in history, uh, if you, if you, if you remember, uh, way back, I don't know the, uh, I don't top of my head right now, but in China, when, you know, everybody used to, to live uh, up in caves, in the mountain caves, you know, when there is a disasters, um, you know, earthquakes, I mean, I mean, everybody thought it was like God is angry or something, you know, and then they, they, they experienced aftershock months after, but it wiped out the whole state, the whole country, I mean, not country, the whole town. If you recall a biggest earthquake, no one knows that, you know, there were aftershocks it could happen like after months and everything. I mean, if we look at the history of, let's say, earthquake in China, for example, the biggest one was like eight something. But before that in his history, when they used to live up in the cave, let's say up in the mountain, I mean, you know, people think that they're, they, you know, it was an act of God, God is angry or what have you not, and, you know, the... Uh, wiped out all the whole mountain and that was like months after the earthquake just happened right identify all tragic disasters that are likely to occur and state how you are going to react to them as a family talk about earthquakes mention all the negative effects they have state and also offer them solutions like you know some of the uh, you know steps uh, or how you're going to respond as a family what are you going to do when the earthquake comes what sort of damage must you expect and how will you respond to it and these are some of the questions that you have to answer as a family, right? What are you going to do when earthquake comes? What sort of damage must you expect? And how will you respond to it? Make sure everything is clear and make sure that everything is understandable. Encourage everyone also to ask questions and ensure you're all on the same page. If you have little children, help them memorize their names, home address, very important, parents' names and important phone numbers. This is a great way to ensure they are found in case they get separated from you. Remember that. Teach your kids how to memorize uh, their names and home address. So if you have little children, yes, please help them memorize their names, home address, parents' name, important phone numbers. This is a great way uh, making sure that they're, when they're found in case they get separated from you, uh, 
um, you know, at all. Have a disaster plan. Have a disaster plan. Make sure that everyone understands that disaster plan. For example, what happens when a flood happens or wildfire happens? What should your kids do? Is there a safe room they can go to? Build that safe room in case if this happened, disaster happened. Do you have a meeting site where you can all gather in case of an emergency? And do you have an evacuation strategy? Do you have an evacuation plan? This is so important. I, I, I've been advocating this for so long. If you go to idearecares.org, there are some free resources you can grab an example of. You can create that yourself or you can download it and print it out and fill it out like family uh, contact numbers or emergency contact numbers, your insurance number, you, all of these things. Okay, we have a phone, right? We can look at it. But what are the chances that you're not by your phone? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you are glued to your phone. I don't know. But all of these things just have, you know, be smart, be proactive, and be just not paranoid, but have all of this prehand a disaster plan. Talk to your kids about the best way to react to specific disasters. And also your animal. Animal can you know, predict or can feel, um, can sense um, all of these things prehand, right? My dog, my dog always like, my puppy, always, always like, you know, uh, howling <laughs> every time when there is EMS or, you know, like ambulance pass by or she can hear the siren or things like that. But yeah, <laughs> even, even before. But um state what they should do, where they should go. And the next step is think in case things don't go as expected, as planned, right? But they happen all the time, Murphy's Law. For example, if you have a meeting place that you can escape to when a flood comes, but you get there while others, you know, haven't gone there, what's the next step? How long must you wait for others to come? You gotta have to, to get into this kind of details. If And what happens if, if they don't come? What should you do next, right? What What, what should we do? right? If they don't come, how long can we wait? How long should we wait, right? Make sure all of the plan covers all these important details and takes into account all possible outcomes. Your disaster plan should have an emergency evacuation strategy that's easy to understand to follow. Your evacuation strategy should also indicate where you will meet, what items you'll carry, and how long it should take you to meet. For example, you can all meet at the garage, right? And only carry important things like work documents, academic certificates, medication, money, food supplies. Guys, I'm saying this, this is all the hard copies, but you can convert all of that into, you you know, all of this, store it into USB, into cloud storage, but also have that USB. Now, you know where you, you can also um, uh, stick your USB, uh, have it copy it, store it into not just one, but two and three, right? In in your vault, inside your vault, yeah? Re-update uh, it every time. Recycle it every time, I want to say. But, um, and also, have it, stick it to your keychain. That's also important because it's like, you know, what do you look for uh, immediately? Your keys, right? Have it there so you don't have to look for, oh my God, it's all scattered everywhere. Okay, I just want to give you that tip, personal tip. Don't ask why. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> Done it, been there, done that before. Your evacuation plan should give you enough time to gather necessary supplies while ensuring you don't get trapped inside the house when disaster strikes. You can give everyone, let's say, 10, 15 minutes to get to the car, for example. 10, 15 minutes, everybody. I'm going to give you guys a time frame, time window for 10 to 15 minutes max to get to your car. This is something that just, I'm, I'm giving you an example for this, right? All right, next is prioritizing your family's health. Getting access to medicine is often difficult during emergencies. Yes, that is why you have to make sure you always have enough medication with you. This is so important with those who are dependent on uh, prescriptions, right? Uh, normally senior citizens or, you know, when we're at that age, right? When we're all dependent and also um, special needs children, for example. Stock up and have at least three months. Yes, you heard right, three months. Three months supply of this medication. Um, I'm not joking you, you know, two weeks, that's old news. Three months, not one month, not two months, three months. Consult with a health professional to find out what you are allowed to stock up on. Make sure you have enough over-the-counter medications such as pain relievers, cough suppressants, you know, um, 
antihistamines and all of these things that you you might need or your children need, right? If somebody in your family has a chronic illness, make sure their medication is always, always available. Find out from your health professional uh, if, if, if you can stock up on the medication as necessary. This is a great way to ensure also that your, your kids, your children, your loved one has the needed medication uh, when a disaster occurs. So yeah, please prioritize your family's long-term health and then take inventory of it and stock up on hygiene items like um, antibiotic ointment, you know, all of these wounds and injuries and cut up, you know, and toiletries as well. You know, what I do personally is to make sure that every room in my house have at least one of those little small I have more than one in each room, uh, like in my office room where I spent most of the time. Let's say during the day when I'm when I'm working. Let's say right, I stock up on. Uh, I have like two. I want to say two, three different emergency bags in my room, um, plus 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 a lot of stuff. Right, uh, in every room, especially in the bathroom, I would have at least one, if not two. Um, you know, four bathroom. I'm sorry, three bathrooms. And I have like a couple of small those emergency kits. You can get that in your pharmacy, you know, CVS Pharmacy, Walgreens. Uh, you can purchase it online. <laughs> yes, you can purchase it on Amazon. <laughs> Be sure that you go through Amazon Smile when you shop your emergency item, guys. It's to support idea care's grassroots efforts. Again, shop your emergency items through Amazon Smile and make sure that you register to support our NPO nonprofit organization. I dare. Okay, so we can get some. Uh, a little bit small penny uh, donation from your purchase. Yeah, shop in Amazon, and we do have suggested, recommended emergency items, I believe. Uh, we can share that with you on the idarecares.org. I believe that you can see that on the homepage, on the main page, on the first page, that you can see some of the uh, recommended items that you can purchase through Amazon Smile. So depending on the type of disaster that occurs, you may have to create an alternative water supply, right? Have an emergency water supply. This is because most strategies can disrupt, right, water supplies that you have. The water may be contaminated or you may lose access to water altogether. So storing clean water for emergency is so important. I, I you know, want to recall the, uh, the earthquake, the big one that hit Southern California, Northridge, 1994. You know, the, uh, most of the water supplies here, if not all, were contaminated for a long time, for many, many, uh, for a long time. So, you know, we, we were really hustling and struggling to get clear water. But then luckily, uh, you know, we know what to do and how to do it and everything. And then we do the filtration, obviously, and everything like this, right? And then just so you know, your water heater, check your water heater. And then that is also has a lot of water supply there. I, did you know that? Yes. Now, now you know. <laughs> Depending on the size of your water heater, uh, water heater container, you know, I think uh, we have 30, 40, 50, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know about 50, but 50, I think it's the max. Uh, there is a water over there. So you can use that too as well. Um, I'm sorry to say about your commode. I mean, you know, that's... Ah. I mean, you know, I don't want to get yucky with that, but that's also water that, uh, if it's clean, <laughs> in your toilet, right? But, um, you know, this is what I've been advocating, uh, sharing personal experience as well. If you're up in the East Coast, you always experience snowstorm or, you know, you're in Texas where I was growing up, you know, when... Uh, all of the, 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 the hurricane, the disasters, right? Hurricane, tornadoes, and all of these things are very pre-warned. They can predict it, not like earthquake, but, you know, all of these things can be predicted. So they're going to say, okay, we're going to have rain. We're going to power outage and everything. Guess what? Fill up your bathtub with water. It's, it's always great to have than not. And just fill it up. That's your water supply right there, Right? Think about that for a second. If you have two bathrooms, you know, fill up your bathtub with water. You got you got water supply there. I mean, who knew, right? Now you know. Okay. So the best thing to about having emergency water storage is that the water can be stored long term. All you have to do is treat it, purify it as often as needed, right? As long as you have that filtration, uh, uh, you know, you can you can again you can uh, purchase this online if you already have it. Like a lot of sports. Uh, sporting goods, 
stores also have this supply, uh, emergency items, right? The water, water uh, filtration, purification, all of this stuff. You can purify it through boiling, chlorination, filtration, distillation. Again, you can purify the water, right? What I just said to you, like, you know, in your bathtub, fill it up. You can do chlorination, boiling, uh, you know, you don't have any, let's say you don't have any uh, power. Um, you know, you have no you know, gas or whatever, just chlorination, filtration, distillation, all of these things. You got to have to think smart about this. Choose the right container to store your water. Clean and sanitize the container before you use to keep the water safe to drink. Avoid direct sunlight when choosing your storage area or the best place to put your containers. It is recommended to rotate your water storage to replace your stored water every six months. Yes, there's a commonly asked question to me, you know, at our mitigation lectures, like how often do we need to store or to recycle to replace our water? And I said every six months. I think that's very safe. So add a storage date to remember and avoid missing dates. That way you will know when to rotate. What I do is that I get a duct tape. <laughs> I love duct tape. And you get a, a marker. And then, you know, you just put the date when you... Uh, store this water accordingly, the date, right? And then you, perhaps you have like, remember to recycle, replace, and you can put the next date so you know uh, when to do it. Now, guys, um, the best way to remember this, because we're all getting like really inundated with our daily life sometimes to hectic, to remember to this is daylight saving time. They're twice a year. So the six months time frame, time window, really fit into this. So there are two, two times, right? Daylight savings in the year, in the springtime, in the fall time. Do it that way. It's the best time to do all of these things together, all together to, you know, make sure batteries in your uh, smoke detector is being replaced. You know, your emergency items getting, getting updated and things like that. See? Who knew? Now you know. Have adequate water to ensure everyone gets enough for their needs. According to the experts, a gallon of water per day per person is enough. So use that store right the amount, right? Uh, this is like rule of thumb. You can grab my book also, and I'll talk a lot about that in details. Um, the Safety and Survival Personal Preparedness Guide, Assessment Guidebook. Uh, that is essentially for a personal preparedness guide and grab that book um kindle also have it i believe uh grab that book from amazon and it's really really a cool book too as a as a rule of thumb as a guide for our everyday needs consider the amount of water you need for cooking for cleaning for sanitation for bathing as well as when creating your emergency water storage system i think enough said on that because they're all common sense boils down to common sense have an emergency food supply buying food in times that Expected crisis can be difficult. We all saw this back in March 2020 when all the, you know, just, you know, scare, panic, buy, basically. Toilet paper was, was stood out on number one on the list. But emergency food supply was number two. There will be panic buying. You know, there will be food storages, which can make it very challenging for you to purchase the right food. So start preparing your food supply now before disaster strikes to ensure you and your loved ones survive. Again, if you were to buy online, don't forget to also support iDare through Amazon Smile. Again, through Amazon Smile, go pull a browser and type in Amazon Smile. Uh, follow the instruction. You gotta have to select one NPO, one charity, which is IDARE, and then select that NPO, that charity to uh, to support. And you just you know shop like you always do through Amazon, through Amazon Smile, and then it'll say you are supporting NPO IDARE. And then what what they do is that you shop as usual, just just shop like ten things items, right? You shop and then you uh it it, it you know you you uh, spent like $50, 0.05% of your $50 purchase will go towards that selected NPO, the selected charity, which is us, idea. Every penny counts. I mean, that's what it, you know, it's a win-win. It's for us to know that you are doing your job to ensuring your family is safe, right? Your family has all the emergency needed, right? Uh, your household. And then we, we, we know that, right? Then we go, okay, she's trying to, Staying prepared for, for your family, for survival, staying prepared. Uh, and then we also use the pennies and the, the um, you know, the proceeds to also taking care of other families that in need. So it's 
So it's a win-win, basically. So your survival foods should include non-perishable items that provide all necessary nutrients. Make sure that you also provide to everyone's needs and take into account everyone's family's health, right? If you have vegetarian, for example, ensure there's enough to provide to their needs. If someone has some sort of illness and requires specific foods, remember to take that into account. Stockpiling ensures you and your family stay nourished and healthy despite unexpected events, whether it's natural disasters, whether it is inflation, or whether it is pandemic, or whatever it is, any other catastrophic disasters. The main food to stock um, that I can recommend is canned meats, dried vegetables, dried fruits, fruits powered, uh, powdered milks, um, dried corn, honey, salt, oil, spices, baking soda, rice flour, dried pasta, canned food, vegetable, uh, oatmeal, oats, protein bars. Protein bars is so it's so it's so valuable, guys. <laughs> you can stick it in your backpack and all this thing. Uh, you know, take it from my son. He loves those things. Grains, sugar, beans. Make sure you have a can opener and other disposable utensils as well. For example, plasticware. If you are uh, needing more information regarding this, go uh, visit my nonprofit website, idarecares.org. In that. There is a free resources, you know, emergency checklist and also a 20-day emergency shopping guide for your 20 weeks supplies. Um, hopefully, it can be beneficial to you and your loved ones, your family to start if you haven't done so, to start preparing for your family for survival. Uh, the next thing that I want to share is start a garden. Grow your own food if possible. This is a great way to cut costs and save money. Not only that, it's healthy and you know it's, it's not artificial, it's not filled with pesticides and all this stuff. You know, I'm not going to get into politics about this, but please, you know, this is something that you can grow in a micro level. If you don't have a, you know, like a good size of backyard, don't worry. Start growing it inside, indoor. There's so many resources that you can get in the internet. How to start one. It will also help you store nutritious foods and improve your family's health. Let me tell you that. Um, and then um, I want to say next would be first aid kit. You know, like I said, my my already you guys already know my view in a uh, uh, first aid kit is to have <laughs> multiple first aid kits. I mean, these things cost nothing, guys. Fifteen twenty bucks. You know, treating um, you know treating injuries are very inevitable. Un unavoidable, I should say, right, uh, to happen. Treating them can be challenging during these uh, disasters, right? You go panic uh, and you, you kind of run around and things like that. This is why every home needs to have first aid kits and then some. It will help you treat injuries and reduce the risk of infection and any follow-up severity. Have a proper first aid kit. I want to I see you guys have multiple first aid kits. will allow you to treat minor ailments and serious ones all together. Your kit should have supplies to treat uh, burns, cuts, sprains, uh, even small scrapes, right? Bruises, fractures, bites. You know, you never know. I mean, you earthquake, you, 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 you know, you don't know that you are like walking on this, you know, uh, fallen objects and sharp objects. You didn't know until like, oh my God, you know, then you start bleeding and you didn't know because all of that come with the, 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 the panic. Basically you wouldn't know until it, you know, you all calm down, everything, you, you start feeling the pain, obviously the bleed, right, the cuts. Basic supplies to include in your kit are elastic ramp, wrap, bandages, uh, gloves, gauze pads. Guys, I don't want to go into the details. You should look into this idarecares.org. We do have like very, very, very uh, details, you know, what to include in your first aid kits, checklist, emergency. I call it emergency checklist for preparedness. Um, very, very, very uh, uh, sufficient for you to get medication and, you know, first aid kits and all of that. Start working on your first aid kit today and check it regularly to replace items that have expired. Again, the two times of the year, the six months kind of like time window, you should use the daylight savings in the springtime and in the fall um, as as a as a as a as a mark to. Um, you know, to replace and then to take that opportunity 
to update your emergency items at home. Okay, have alternative power sources. Don't rely on the main power grid for electricity because certain disasters can cause power outages. I think we all learned this already in the summertime here. It is now September, so we learned it like back in August, September, like last month. We've got you know rolling rolling brownouts and blackouts and all this thing across the nation basically which will lead to loss of lighting and energy so have alternative power resources or sources if you depend on electricity to work or cook it will be difficult for you to continue with your daily activities so make sure that you and your loved ones have proper lighting access to power during emergency invest in solar power system to ensure you have electricity minimize utility costs there's so many resources out there if you're running on a tight budget and can't afford solar panels that would be enough to provide to everybody's needs stock up on emergency supplies that will help you with lighting for example flashlights rechargeable batteries crank power lights we also recommend that and uh check again again check on idarecares.org for this thing on the main page uh crank power lights hand crank radios i have a couple of them here a generator we have a couple also even candles matches all of this thing the goal is to ensure you have light when the power source gets disrupted build your cash reserve one of the main challenges you and your loved ones can have when expected events happen is running out of cash you will need access to cash for buying or traveling it won't be possible when banks or atm are not affected at the time relying on credit debit cards won't be really feasible at the time right if there are power outages or natural disaster so Having cash in hand is key, is really, really key to surviving tragic events and getting through them. It makes it easy for you to buy everything you need during crisis, travel when you have to, ensure all your family needs are met. So build cash reserves and ensuring that you have enough money, survive where tragic event that comes. My personal little small tips, don't have Franklin's $100 bills, don't have those. Have small denomination cash like dollars one dollar is enough andrew jackson is enough that's too much by the way have the uh, the five dollars have the 20 bucks yeah determine how much money you need to cater to your needs consider everybody around the home as well as making sure you save enough to supply for also their needs go through your expenses and find out how much money you spend uh how much money you need daily weekly monthly yearly when you determine that set your target have a fixed amount and work toward it there's no no, no exact fixed blueprint. There's no uh, solid, you know, like, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, cookie cutter formula to this. Everything is customized according to everybody's family's needs and house, household size and lifestyle. Set your weekly target, monthly target, yearly target. Save until you reach your main goal. Deduct a certain amount of money from your earning channel it toward your cash reserve. Like I said earlier already, for example, you can commit to setting aside 10%. That's a 10%, 20%. 30% of your earning to grow your cash reserve. It all depends on how much you're willing and how much you can afford that. So you gotta have to save, commit to saving this. Save as often as you earn. If you receive money daily, save daily. If you make money weekly, save weekly and so on and so forth. And review and monitor the progress until the end of every month to determine how far you are reaching your goal. My husband is so great at this. If you, I'm not. <laughs> if you fail to reach your monthly target, identify the reason and make necessary adjustment. Oh yeah, he's, he's really good. He's teaching me all of this for, for three decades now. <laughs> if you trim your expenses, you, you cut down your expenses, go ahead and do so. It will be worth in the long run, believe me. If you, self, if, you, if you still continue to fail to reach a monthly or re, uh, yearly goal after cutting expenses, no worries. Find effective ways to make money. For example, you can start a side hustle and use the money you get to build your cash reserve. Even 50% of your earning will be enough. I, I said it. Go bold, right? Another option is to convert assets to cash or sell items you no longer need or use. For example, you have a yard sale and sell things stored in your garage or basement. You may not make a lot of money, but the amount that you make help you start saving and, and, and store it right away to your savings uh, pile. You know, whatever that you made in that yard sale. Believe me, all of these things get you to that mentality, get you into that mindset get you into the mind because that's important once when you're in that momentum you're good to go 
you continue on to that momentum that you say, okay, I'm in the survival mindset. This is how you, not only that affects you financially, I mean, emotionally too, emotionally and financially, right? Build that cash reserve and talk to everybody around the house about the importance of saving. So everybody in the same book with you. Teach your children, educate your children to save and learn to manage their finances wisely because this is so lacking in our today's education system, our data system. You know, you guys know me well. I hate to talk about this, but you know, it is so freaking true. Talk about the children long-term benefits of doing so, including how it helps them make smart financial decisions and preparedness for emergency. I mean, these kids probably have not gone through so natural disaster, right? But you know, they, 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 they have to go through this with you together. Guys, the last time, the last one segment is different emergency kids. I'm not going to go through this because it's all within um you know, uh, my, uh, uh, my nonprofit talks a lot about that in the idearecares.org. Go check it out. And I really, truly would love you guys to support their grassroots effort through Amazon Smile. Again, I am an advocate for supporting the grassroots uh, grassroots work uh, through Amazon Smile because they do have a goal to reach one million a smile, not one million dollars in monetary, but one million people to stay prepared, to educate them, to stay prepared. Guys, help us out for reaching our goal to educate one million people to stay prepared. Thank you so much in advance, by the way. So yeah, educate and help them understand the effects of crisis. Your family can survive every disaster that comes. All you have to do is to educate them, help them understand the effects of crisis, and then learn the best way to respond to them. This is so important. If you do this, you won't have to worry too much about being separated or forgetting important supplies followed to your needs. Hopefully, this has helped you guys because I am very passionate. You can you can hear it <laughs> about these things because they don't teach this in school. They don't teach this in entrepreneurship. And I I am here. I know it's not glamorous things to do. It won't make money. Um, nobody's in it, but I'm in it because I am such a strong believer that if I can help you, and you can help your children, and you can help others around you, and your children can help their friends also. And guess what? It's ripple effect. So that's what I'm hoping for. So prepare your loved one and stop them from panicking and failing to handle the situation effectively. Talk to them about unexpected events, why they occur and what you can do to get through them and stop them from disrupting your lives and their lives. Best of luck, guys. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. This is Nikki Dare. Hopefully this has helped. And just don't forget to you know, follow some 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 of my uh, what is it podcasts. If you want to listen to the last week's podcast, also was very very helpful, and I've already gotten some response in my email and say thank you, Nikki. Um, and I gotten also uh, somebody to text me actually. Some of my inner circle had just listened to it and said, oh "My gosh, you started that again." And I go, "Yeah, good stuff, good stuff." And the guys, thank you so much for listening. I just want to wish you well and stay prepared for at all times. Uh, the world is in chaos and we can't change that. What we can do is the way that we can respond to this uh, disruption and disaster unexpectedly and everything and stay prepared guys. Don't forget to also support my idea carers through Amazon Smile. It's not a donation, uh, kind of direct donation. It's not, but it is indirect uh, where Amazon, you shop Right, you shop your emergency items, and uh, you know you you want to make sure that everybody gets um, you know the items that they need, your loved ones at your home on your business, and in return, when you do select our nonprofit, I dare, and then we also in return get the total of. 0.05% donated by Amazon Small Program. Uh, not, not you know, you directly, but from your purchase. So, um, you know, we're happy to have you, to see you supporting that uh, in that in that level as well and it's been the top of the hour so I better let you guys go and I want you guys to also visit the websites idarecares.org books and courses that nikidare.com for all of the free books um, you know if there are some free books free complimentary um, you know for my team grab that and also check out the books on Amazon and also join the book club 
bookclub.nikidir.com Until then guys, buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches, selamat pagi, selamat siang, selamat sore, selamat malam. Hopefully it has been great for all of you. Bonjour guys. Thank you so much for listening. This is Nikki Dare. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and stay in condition yellow. Until next time, stay safe. God bless. You have been listening to Nikki Dare's Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's websites, education.nikkidare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. Please visit her website, NikkiDare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements, please email us at education at NikkiDare.com. Join her next time, Living in Purpose and Passion. Our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host, Nikki Dare.